What's up, sports fans, and welcome back to the United States of Sports podcast with your four amazing hosts, myself, Adil, Nick, Jake, and our dear friend, Reggie, who is currently on the injury report. This is his day-to-day. But before we get into episode two, I'd like to take a quick moment of silence to mourn the passing of NFL legend John Madden. Now, Nick, let's start episode two with our first segment. All right. Our first segment today will be the NBA Game of the Week. So, Jake, who do you have as your NBA Game of the Week? So, for the NBA Game of the Week, I have the Bulls-Pacers game on New Year's Eve. I mean, one of DeMar DeRozan's two buzzer beater winners this week. And, I mean, he has just shown his MVP MVP caliber play this week. I'd say the same Pacers versus Bulls. Oh, you were saying? Yeah, I think that game's a no-brainer. It's really proving his case to be the MVP. Yeah, I mean... 28 points besides the game-winning shot. And I'm um, not talking about DeMar DeRozan. That game, it was back and forth, looking at the, like, just going through the game. Extremely tense, especially in the fourth quarter. The game was very close. At no point in the game, the lead exceeded nine points. So it shows how close the game was. Yeah, I mean, Pacers were in it the whole game, and I'm, and I mean, um, you know, they had a great game. So yeah, just really Kobe White with 24 points, definitely his best game of the year. Yeah, really stepping up, helping Demar. Yeah, Sabonis also had 24 points on the Pacers side, along with Levert had a great game and 27 points, success. Mm-hmm. Just a fun just game a to game watch. In general. Fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into our player of the week. I'll go first, I guess. Um, I think, undoubtedly, LeBron James. In the last seven games, he's averaging 36 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, one and a half blocks, two steals, and he's shooting 40% from three and 50, 58% from the field. I think for a guy that's 37, and anybody in, in general, that, that's just crazy. Uh, that's not, that's unprecedented, you know? Yeah, I agree, but I... I think I w- would go with DeMar DeRozan. I mean, just this week, he has been unbelievable for the Bulls. I mean, in five games, he's got 27 points per game, six and a half assists, four and a half rebounds. And like we said before, just continuing to show his MVP um, case. I got to go with LeBron James, too, because he's really showing that he's the whole Lakers team. The Lakers had so many injuries and such inconsistent rotation. But DeMar is definitely worthy of being the player of the week, too. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into the fantasy basketball segment of the podcast. Oh, oh getting hot takes, Nick. Oh, Weekly. hot takes is next? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, I have it as an X. Maybe it's after. Well, just a hot take now, then. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go first. The okay. uh, Lakers, I think they need to make some big moves. Russell Westbrook's averaging 4.6 turnovers per game. And no one, in je- in je- like, he's averaging a lot of points in the past few games. But other than that, no one's helping LeBron. And what I was saying about the seven-game stretch he's had, they won two of those seven games, which just so- shows how much LeBron, how much work LeBron's putting in. And the Lakers aren't doing anything to help him. No one else is, no one else is helping him or helping his case. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that may- yeah. My hot take is fairly interesting. It's 
Kyrie Irving will make an All NBA second team. Won't or will? Will make an All NBA first wow. second team. I really think that he misses basketball. He's not playing forever. He's had so much controversial stuff lately, but mm-hmm. people are finding how good he is. I think he's an amazing player, but he's got to get a chance to play. What is he going to play? He's going to play half the games, or yeah, that, if he that maybe could hurt that case. But if the Nets do go do something crazy and trade him, I think he'll definitely make a first team. Maybe even be actually not All Star. It's too late for that. But first team. Yeah, but I mean, he's playing. It. I mean, he's only playing away games. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know about. And that. he's not playing against the Warriors. Can't play against the Warriors. Can't play against the Knicks. I really think he'll get vaccinated too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, looking at all the memes, that Vax Beal came came back. Maybe the same will be for for Kyrie. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, uh, Jake, your hot take. Mine is the Cavs will make their move for Ben Simmons. I think that I mean they just traded for Rajon Rondo recently to upgrade their backcourt after the injury to Ricky Rubio, but. I think there's just a lot more needed there if they want to be a contender, and I think Ben Simmons would be a huge help. Yeah, definitely. I think Colin Sexton would be in that trade. And... Without a doubt, yeah, Colin. A couple of picks. Yeah, I think. And that would also benefit the 76ers, um, you know, to go with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. I think that would be an elite team on the Cavs. I really think the only team Ben Simmons would go to is the Cavs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been talk about, you know, Lillard wants him on the Trailblazers, but, you know, he hasn't said anything about, you know, him going to the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers ex- expressing true interest in him. Yeah. Ben Simmons also has such a high asking price from the 76ers right now. I mean, selling price, it's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what did they ask for? Three first-round picks, they said? They had like a list of 32 players they wanted. It was like James Harden, CJ McCollum. It's like that's crazy. Yeah, they're asking way too much. I mean, you think up with McCollum? The Ben Simmons like 20 million. He's making five year hundred seventy million. Wow. Twenty nine. Damn. So near max contract. So yeah, basically max contract, very close to it. All right. Our next segment is fantasy basketball, right? Yeah. Okay. Who would like to go first? You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, my must-adds this week is Kobe White. He's off four 12-plus point games in a row. Injuries in the Bulls organization. He's a must-add with his increasing playing time. Also, is that like a hot take must-add is Mitchell Robinson. He's definitely finding a groove in the Knicks lineup and playing much better than we thought he would. And also, I've got Josh Giddey because he's been in, he's very close to triple-double multiple games in a row now. Josh Giddey's definitely a triple-double threat. I, I really like Josh Giddey. Yeah, I think he's a good ad. Yeah, and I also like like the Mitchell Robinson take. I mean, he – I mean, that game against OKC, he played great. And, I mean – Yeah, he's been playing great. Yeah, and, I mean, they've been getting the ball to him much more inside the paint, you know, continuing that great defense. So, yeah, I like that pickup. I think Mitchell Robinson has a lot of potential. He just has to, like, discipline himself sometimes on fouls. 
and maturity he's, he, he needs to be uh, more mature. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'd say that about market. the entire. I'd say that about the entire Knicks team. I mean, we've talked. I mean, we've said about you know constantly about Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a must add is Robert Williams. If he's not added in your league, get him now. He's definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Robert Williams. Robert Williams going off in that triple double just shows the great passing ability he has. I think the Celtics need to run more things around Robert Williams because that opens opportunities for Tatum and Brown and all the yeah. other shooters on the team. I also think that, I mean, teams are really starting to get their number on um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in terms of how they want to defend those two guys. So I think in terms of scoring, they need to get to Robert Williams more to, you know, get just more more guys involved in the offense. Well, there's dif- I think there's a difference between being involved in the offense and scoring because Robert Williams could have, what, eight points a night. And that would be perfectly fine because of his passing ability. Because if his passing ability could open up the offense, I think any Celtics fan would be perfectly fine with him at averaging 10 or less points. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, those are my must-ads for this week. Okay. My biggest busts, they're pretty self-explanatory. Ben Simmons, not played. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving has not, not played. played. Damian Lillard has been shooting horrible. Mm-hmm. Then Julius Randle, he's just been awful. Completely awful. Any other busts or agree? Um, bust. I wouldn't call Kyrie a bust yet. And same with Simmons same if they ben play. Just... If they play. If they don't play. I mean, right. I feel like right now you got to call him a bust, though. I mean, they, they haven't played. And they're, you know, huge factors to their team contending and winning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think calling them a bust would is uh i do agree with, i do agree with the randall one though especially if covid it's so hard to call people bust if they miss a couple of weeks because of covid and stuff it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean actually randall's out right now with covid right so, yeah but he right you now. can't but you can't say he's not a bust because of his covid because he's just no had, i mean he just got covid his, yes his turnovers his discipline his discipline issues i mean like complaining to refs every foul yeah i, I mean but he, he, he his discipline issues that. don't go into his stats, but his stats haven't shown from last year. Yeah, I think so I wouldn't say that the discipline issues are caused to his fantasy drop. I'd say it's the the yeah. lack in scoring. I wouldn't go as far to say as like you know his numbers from last season were a fluke, but it, it it's kind of close to it as of now. Yeah, because he like most improved player, he's not he's not really looking like that right now. He's looking like a turnover machine. I think he he has a lot to he, he can improve on a lot right now, and obviously it would help his fantasy stock. In the third round of my league, and he decided to just not play this year. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. The biggest steals I have Tyler Hero. He's just playing with like all star numbers. Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Demar Derozan. Yeah. All of them are drafted fairly low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd also say for a biggest steal, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray, also, yeah, I was gonna add him. Yeah. Yeah. He's putting up such good numbers. I, I say another yeah. steal, um, Jonas Valanciunas. Yes. Yeah. Again, rebounds and points consistently. Yeah, for and for Dejounte Murray, just you know, very undermanned um, Spurs team after DeRozan left, obviously having this great season. I mean. 
he doesn't have much help around him. So, I mean, I think that helps him, you know, get an increase in numbers and really do well for the Spurs and really uh, Greg Popovich. Yeah. And the big question, like, is Greg Popovich, when's he going to retire? He's getting older. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he's been there for, you know, like season. 20 years. Crazy. Mm-hmm. He also lost the U.S. head coaching job to Steve Kerr. Yeah. So, one more. Was- was that was that just because why was why did he lose that? I don't know. There's it could be opinions. it could be lack of lack of performance. You know they lost to Nigeria. They lost, didn't they lose to Australia as well? They lost like all these teams that they should not lost to. Yeah. He's also getting older, but mm-hmm. but Steve Kerr knows how to coach. Yeah. Like these stacked teams. These also because the U the USA Team USA that's that's also where a lot of these young players build their bonds. Yeah. So you don't want to have, like, not saying there's anything wrong with Greg Popovich, but let's say there was something wrong, internal chemistry issues. You want to bring in a guy, maybe, maybe bring in a new guy to help the younger the younger players. Yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr is highly respected around the league. I mean, yes, you know, yes, he's, he knows how to win, you know, with that Warriors club. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next segment is the Kings had a buzzer beater win over Dallas this week. Yeah. Which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Short-handed Kings. Yeah, and also short-handed Dallas, obviously. Yeah, didn't have Luka. Luka. Yeah, but I mean, Porzingis put up put up a good game for Dallas. You know, he had 25 points in 35 minutes, but wasn't enough to beat that Kings buzzer beater. I just think this game shows that Luka needs massive help. Yeah. I think that's yeah. been the, the narrative this year and last year. Luka, Luka really needs, like, supporting cast that works around him. Jaylen yeah, Brunson I mean, he's got have been good. That's it. Yeah, Brunson, Porzingis, and I mean, this past week they've got a little help from Reggie Bullock on the defense. You don't know that yet, but you don't know what his value is like. High contract, yeah, hot, yeah, very high contract. Um, yeah, and I mean, the Kings, I mean, had a great game too. I mean, they got six guys in double digits, yeah. I mean, Fox didn't have a great game, but I mean, you know, enough for the win. Also, shows that like the Kings are pretty underrated this year, they have a very nice young core, yeah. I mean, with De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton, I mean, Mitchell's has been, you know. Honestly, one of the very underrated rookies this year. Um, and, yeah, they got a good team. Uh, they got a good uh, core up there in Sacramento. They really do. All right. Our next segment is NBA trade deadline preview. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay, here, I'd like to go first with buyers and sellers. Uh, I guess I'll go first. I have some okay. notes on this. So I'll give a couple. I'll give a couple teams that are I, I consider like on the bubble, or like on the outside looking in to the playoffs. So in the East we have the Celtics, the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Hawks. The Celtics I would call buyers because I think they have a talented team and they have potential, but um, the injuries and lack of scoring besides the starting unit that's hurting them right now. So either get a six man or a spark plug spark plug off the bench, such as like Terrence Ross, Desmond Bain. That would really help them. The Knicks, I think the Knicks could be either, depending on their injuries, Derrick Rose, you know, Julius Randle. 
So I, I think if all of them, you know, they're still out and the injuries are still hurting them, there's no point in spending a lot of money, spent like giving away a lot of assets. I think you play with who you have, develop the young, develop the young guys. But if they if they come back, then I think go for it. Get someone big to help the team. The Raptors, I think they stay put too. Six and four in their last ten. They have enough talent to squeak into the play in somehow. I think I think they'll manage to do it without without giving away a lot of assets because that's that's a team you want to develop. Everyone keep it like homegrown talent. The Hawks, I'd call them buyers, and because they're just too much talent to be a lottery team. They have a lot of good so assets to make things work. COVID and injuries. With the... Yeah. Uh, should I go west or you want? You guys want to go? I'll just throw up my buying and my selling teams, and I'll explain them a little bit. Yeah. The buying, I have the Knicks, Celtics, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Selling, I have the Pacers, Blazers, Spurs, and I possibly think the Raptors might blow it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for my, I'm just gonna go into a bunch of my bios. I said, I just said for two, the Timberwolves and the Cavs. I think, especially Cavs for buyers. If if the Cavs want to be a real contender, I think obviously we discussed Ben Simmons as a guy they could go for. I mean, you know, they've get they've been getting you know really good minutes and points from. The um, big men and Kevin Love, obviously, coming off the bench a little, starting a little bit, and Evan Mobley. So I don't think they really need to go out for a big man. But like you said, with with Ricky Rubio at the whole season, I I mean, they will be looking for a potential point guard or shooting guard at the deadline. I've also seen, like, rumors about possibly King James going back to the Cavs. So it seems highly unlikely. I mean, could you see the – I mean – See, I said maybe the Lakers for sellers, but I, I don't know if I could really I mean, so Anthony Davis is, is you know, gonna be out for a while, but yeah, I mean I really I mean they I really don't think LeBron is going anywhere. I think if you really want to talk about the Lakers selling, you gotta talk about Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, yeah. Turnover machine where, right there. Yeah, I mean, where could he I mean, could he end up on the Cavs? The Cavs haven't really shown any interest in him, but that's I don't think Russell- I don't think you could put him on the Cavs because because of his contract. Russell Westbrook's contract cannot be matched by anybody in the NBA except maybe like Dame Lillard or someone of that caliber. And that's like, match price. It with, I guess I guess Kevin John Love Wall. at this point doesn't really match. No, because John Wall and guard. Yeah, you only want John Wall and Dame Lillard because I think it's like forty-five million his contract is. I'd have to look at that again. I mean, also a really interesting guard to possibly go to the Cavs. Kemba Walker contract is only only two years I believe 16 million yeah it's around that yeah uh, around that um but yeah yeah that's a really interesting possibility and the Knicks are maybe looking to get rid of him at the deadline so there's been so much interest from the Knicks for Colin Sexton the past couple of years so yeah that's deal could possibly be done because Kemba would be a very nice leader for the Cavs they want to make a nice playoff push yeah I mean the Knicks would have to give up I'd say Kevin Knox in that deal too, if they really I wanted mean, to get Knox Colin Sexton. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm for Colin Knox, Sexton, yeah. you probably oh, give up. Three point shooter. You probably give up like Kevin Knox, Kemba, and a pick. For yeah, Colin nothing, Sexton. but but nothing extreme. I mean, he's had yeah. some injury issues in the past. Uh, Colin then, but then you gotta say, but then you gotta say for Kemba. Kemba hasn't been. I wouldn't call him good this season. I'd call him inconsistent. Because he's had yeah, really but, good games, but that but also if, but but also when Kevin Knox has played in the rotation, 
He's been um, a flashy three-point shooter. He, is, he has been a really good three-point shooter and playmaker. So, I mean, that's a team that a, a team like the Cavaliers would be interested in a guy like Kevin Knox. And mm-hmm. I bet the Knicks would, um, you know, make his value probably much higher than it um, should be, but. I think I think they'd work around a lot with a lot with um Markinen and Mobley and um Allen because that team that team if they get they get like help with spacing it's gonna be a really dangerous team come playoff time. Kemba's yeah, and I mean they also leader. have a really good bench. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they also have a very deaf team. Kemba's so respected around the league. It could be perfect addition to the Cavs. Such a good leader. Yeah, and I mean another team they said is possibly sellers depending on where they are. Uh, the Trailblazers. Um, yeah, I had them as a you know, too. So, I, I mean, personally, I don't see Lillard going anywhere um, with with the contract. And just in general, he's expressed that he wants to stay with the Trailblazers. Um, but, I mean, you never know about McCollum at this point and mm-hmm. possibly yeah. Simmons. You should never know with them. Yeah. I also have the Nuggets as a buyer because Jokic needs massive help. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't, so he can't be a one man show. He cannot be a one man show. He's been at all year for the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jamal Murray has helped him out, but it's just not. And Aaron Gordon hasn't put up the numbers um, yeah. that he that they thought that they were going to get in that trade with Orlando. But um, I just think it's, I think it's a massive contract. I think it just sucks for them that Murray's out and um, Porter's out. Injuries and just he needs help. Jokic just needs help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, they need guys starting too. Yeah, they need uh, backcourt help as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, go going to my um, my West teams. So I said, yeah, I said Lakers, like you guys did. I I didn't sit, call them sellers. I call them like they could be both. It depends specifically on Westbrook and if anybody else besides Braun steps up. Mm-hmm. And another one I said the Timberwolves. I think they stay like they stay put, like I said for the Raptors, because they've played really well recently. They have a good young core and they have lots of star power and potential. So like they could they could uh, use with a like a spark plug off the bench get some bench scoring in there especially those get those days like if they have any people out COVID protocols and stuff right now, but right now I think that I think they're fine they they could definitely make the play in maybe they could make the playoffs as well. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. The season's still very young, so. And I mean, could you see the Spurs possible sellers maybe? Um. You I mean that 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 West is looking interesting because you know the playing it it's all like mixed around right now the like from going from the Lakers all the way down to the Spurs and maybe even the Thunder like it it's not separated by anything crazy looking at the standings no. yeah and I mean if the Rockets were also in terms of the West on the trade market pretty much all that they'd be trading is John Wall's contract away I think Christian Wood they could trade away John Wall I Christian Wood Christian Wood but I don't really think it makes sense in my yeah I don't think Christian Wood I mean I just I feel like he's I feel like he fits with them yeah he's, and, uh, he's part of the rebuild Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I think also I mean Eric Gordon possible bench piece for another team mm-hmm. um if they wanted to trade away him that's a bigger contract on their salary mm-hmm. and uh Going back also, to what I was talking about with the with the West, the, like going from the Lakers to the Thunder, they're separated by four games. So when you think of the Thunder, you think of a rebuilding team, a team that's going to be a lottery, maybe top five pick, but then they're four games behind the Lakers. So like there's, there's just a lot of things that go go on in the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline. 
So I think it'll be really interesting. Jake, yeah, I cut also, you off, sorry. Yeah, n- n- also one more team in the West I don't think that we mentioned was the Pelicans possibly mm. being sellers. Yes. Obviously 13 and 22 right now. Um, Zion hasn't played this year yet due to I- the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I mean, I don't think they trade a guy like Valanciunas. Obviously, they just got from the Grizzlies, but yeah. I think possibly Ingram, maybe Graham. Um, you never I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't trade Ingram yet because I consider Ingram like a, a rising star right now. He's potential to be a star. So I maybe, think I maybe mean, Graham. Graham, maybe Graham. Yeah, Devontae mm-hmm. Graham could be traded. He's like towards his prime, high value. They can get picks off of him. I yeah. feel like right now a team. Would probably, I mean, like a really good team, probably possibly take him off the bench. Mm. I mean, for like good bench scoring. I don't yeah. know. As a six man, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like a, you know, Tyler Hero, Desmond Bain kind of guy. Like a spark plug, like, like Terrence Ross. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Even if Valanciunas could have a very high like price right now, mm. if I was the Pelicans, I would definitely look into trading him. He's averaging yeah. 18 and 12, insane numbers. Just his value is really high right now, but depends on what they want to do. Because mm-hmm. no one knows what's going to happen with Zion this year. It's extremely unpredictable. Yeah. All right. So, what else do I have in my. Oh, I got trade rumors for the next trade topic. Rumors. Same. Uh, I just have a couple players on a list. We could like talk exactly about where we think I they're did. going. So, you want to go first or? I'll have I have four. Mm-hmm. All right. I have the whole Pacers team. <laughs> I have Ben Simmons. I've also seen some stuff about Joe Ingles lately. Yeah. And then Russell yeah. Westbrook. All right. And for me, like you said, got got all the Pacers. You know Sabonis, um, Miles Turner, Karis Levert. You got Ben Simmons. I have Russ, Dame, Dennis Schroeder. Jeremy Grant, Colin Sexton, De'Aaron Fox. I've heard he'd been dangling around a little bit in some trade rumors. And then Terrence Ross and Desmond Bain. I think those guys are good targets for any team right now that's looking to contend. Just to throw this in quickly. Joe Ingles played 26 minutes tonight, had two points on yeah. one for seven shooting <laughs> and 0 for six three-point shooting. Oof. So not very good over there in Utah for Joe Ingles. I don't know what they're teaching him down under, him and Ben Simmons. Or- like Ben Simmons, right <laughs> down there in Utah. Yeah, and I mean, like you guys said, Russell Westbrook obviously probably going to be the number one trade target for teams looking for backcourt help at the deadline. Yeah. Um, one thing I did see as a trade rumor, possibly there's stands, but Russell Westbrook possibly to the Celtics. I did Russell, see that. I, yeah, I could... I, they need backcourt help, and mm-hmm. and be, I think honestly that. Uh, him with Brown and Tatum. I mean, that's that sounds. Uh, I you know, think I think it's very two sided, or well, not two sided. Like there's two, there's like two really big effects of it. Because Russell Westbrook, I think that would be amazing. His playmaking ability and his scoring ability, and obviously the rebounds, triple doubles. But at the same time, he I feel like last week Reggie said, um, now he's on the IR, but he's a one man show. Like you put yeah. him with AD and LeBron. One man show. He's not gonna. He's not gonna play make for the rest of the team. He's not gonna help. I. I, yeah. I just don't. I don't think that that's what Boston needs right now. Yeah, and that that's could what... deter him from also the Cavaliers and like you said, Boston. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean Boston does run things around Tatum and Brown. So I mean, if you get Westbrook, I mean, you, right, that could you know intermix a little bit with um. It could. It could hurt the development of two young superstars. 
Who would the Celtics give up for Westbrook, though? When I That's another see, thing. I, I think really they'd have that. to give up draft capital because unless... See, I don't think when you're trading for a guy like Russell Westbrook, who's a little bit older, bigger contract, they would trade a guy like Robert Williams. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't no. think they would trade him. Obviously, I think if they're package- not because if they're not getting a big man back, I yeah. really don't think that they would trade Robert Williams in a package like for Russell Westbrook. Smart, right? a pa- yeah, a package. Smart I'd say yeah. you could give you give Schroeder, Smart, Hernan Gomez, oh, and yeah. maybe like Langford or Neesmith, and like See, two, that, and that like really. That really hurts the Celtics. Bench. Yeah, so, so that's why it would. I wouldn't like. Con- I, if I was Brad, I wouldn't consider it, because Brad knows these players really well. Brad knows what they could do. I don't think you do that trade. I mean, and Brad. So I mean, Brad Stevens would. Would he consider trading Marcus Smart? I guess I feel like. I feel like Marcus Smart is the kind of guy. I mean, obviously, great defender in the league, but I mean, I feel like if you're not getting the right price for him, I wouldn't trade him. I mean, yeah. he. He is an impact. He does get a lot of assists and plays a great defensive game. Yeah, it, a lot of his stuff doesn't show up in the box score like Draymond. He's the heart of the Celtics. That's yeah, the heart and soul. Yeah. So I, I would be reluctant to trade him if I was Brad. I think you give him maybe like one or one or two more years to show that he could really like be be a big leader of this team. If not, then I guess Marcus got to go. Yeah. Also, Joe Ingles is on a thirteen million dollar contract. Yeah, it's it's a big contract. So who's gonna want? So we're shooting 0 for 6 in the three-point field. So. I mean, you, you got to look at it, like, all together from the season. Yeah, he's just – he's in a slump right now. He can easily mm-hmm. get out of it. He's yeah. the Jazz's leading three-point shooter of all time. But mm-hmm. – Yeah, I really think if the Jazz – the Jazz would be buyers. Um, if And I, I think they'd also be looking for more bench help. And starters, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I mean, they have guys like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. Obviously, um, see that I wouldn't. That's why I, I wouldn't trade. They need bench I, I wouldn't if they would trade. I wouldn't trade a guy like Joe Ingles because that's like honestly, when you're talking about spark plugs, people. That's what you think of. You think of like um, Joe Ingles, maybe, maybe you think of him. But you think of Jordan Clarkson, like one of those guys. You think of Mike Conley, like yeah. they they have an extremely good bench right now. Just they're not the same number one seed that they were last yeah. year, but the Warriors, of course, got better mm-hmm. and closer ahead of them even now. Want to talk about the Pacers? Pacers, interesting organization yeah, right Pacers. now. So Pacers, I mean, I think that the guy who is probably going to have the highest price is Sabonis coming off the All-Star season last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, I think a really intrigued guy is Miles Turner. Yes. I mean, you can help so many teams in so many different ways. So yeah, in terms of rebounds, you know, in interior defense. I mean, his ability to space the floor too. If you have like, if you have like a st- like stars that you know need the paint, centers maybe forwards. Plays. Yeah, he could space the floor. You could play make a little bit. Yeah, I've and seen... I mean, you don't you don't forget about <laughs> Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. I mean, his value. I feel like his value is up there. I mean, not not that much. Um, no, it's still up there though. He's a yeah. guy you, you throw in a trade package and it makes it, it just makes it go through. It's a, yeah, yeah, I mean, and we talked about you know teams possibly needing backcourt help, um, like the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, even the Celtics. Could you see? Yeah, yeah. Also, the Celtics. You know, Karis Avert and Malcolm Brogdon, two yeah. backcourt guys that would help both of those teams. I could see the Lakers trading 
Westbrook for both of them and a lot of picks. Yeah, I think if you tr- you trade Brogdon, um, Sabonis pick and maybe like one like a first round pick, you trade Westbrook Westbrook for them. Yeah, but I think the th- the thing about the Lakers is I feel like they put Westbrook's value like way over yeah uh, Sabonis, mm-hmm. and I feel like that would. Kind of take away from the Pacers wanting to trade Simonis to the Lakers. Yeah, like, like how they give overvalue Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Same situation. You also got to think about, um, obviously. I mean, the Pacers. <laughs> you know, they're if they packaged like up to two or three of them in a deal, they would want a lot more draft capital than players like Westbrook. I mean, mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of, I mean. They've said that they want to rebuild, so I don't think a guy like Westbrook would be interest to them. Looking at looking at Sabonis' stats right now, well, obviously not a bad season, but definitely a down season compared to last year's All Star season. Last year he's averaging 20, 20 points, twelve rebounds, six point seven assists. Now he's going 18, 18 points, twelve rebounds, and four assists. So it's definitely down on the points and the assist side. And his three-point shootings got gotten significantly worse, going from 32 to 28. The field goal percentage has gone up, taking less shots. So, interesting guy. He's changing a little bit. But yeah. I think he still has a lot of value. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Trade deadline's approaching faster than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, we have the trade targets. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. I have, like, the Celtics, they will obviously want a guard. Mm-hmm. Or if the Knicks really want a star, and the Lakers really need a new point guard. Mm-hmm. That's those are my trade targets, teams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean we kind of touched on it before, but I mean like also with the Celtics. I mean, if they get backcourt help that could could you know um, help out Brown and Tatum, and and then they wouldn't have to trade away Robert Williams. I think that'd be a win for Brad Stevens and the Celtics. Yeah, I don't think you trade away Robert Williams. I think so. Well, I don't think you trade away Robert Williams first off. Yeah, but I mean, if if a team is at the deadline is buying and they're looking for big men help, I mean, Robert Williams is is very attractive to a team that is looking for a center. I think I think you only trade Robert Williams if you're getting a legitimate like young star. I wouldn't trade Robert Williams for an old or for an older player. Like, would you trade? Like, I think, I think if I were like the Celtics front office, I would listen to Robert Williams and, you know, Marcus Smart. If you're looking at a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Mm, Maybe unless I'm getting a big man back. I mean, that's a point guard. I mean, that's a young point guard that could really impact them. But then at the same time, you're losing. He's shown his star ability. But then at the same time, you're losing your center with, like, one of the best playmaking abilities for a young center out there. People are really overlooking Interesting breaking news from the Rockets that could go into this trade thing. Oh, I I just saw that, yeah. The Rockets assistant, John Lucas, called at multiple players, including Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood at halftime tonight. First night Mm -hmm. minutes. Porter had a heated exchange of Lucas through an object and promptly left the arena and would refuse to sub into the second half. I really think we could see Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood being traded now. Yeah, I heard Kevin Porter Jr. was on the trade block too. Very big locker room issue. Such So much talent there, but locker mm-hmm. room, you don't want him there. Yeah, and I mean, with like you just said with that news update and Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood and John Wall, I mean – 
if you want to talk about sellers, they're the biggest seller in the yeah, league. Definitely the biggest seller, yeah. I think that's basically it for NBA segment. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, are we gonna go into the NFL or? Uh, yes, yeah, good. Get into the NFL. All right, we sort of. But off, one one thing off topic. But okay. I was just thinking about if you had Ben Simmons, if he had any shooting ability whatsoever, that that's like the closest you can get to the greatest of all time right now. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, I mean, and he's young. I mean, if he was a great shooter, I mean, yeah, you're right. That's a like huge... young best, one of the best defenders in the league, arguably the best. Um, perimeter defense, inside defense, got rebounding. One of the best playmakers at what is he seven foot tall? And then if he could shoot. Like, even a little bit, that would be crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't look like, I mean, it doesn't look at right now. I mean, he hasn't been playing, but that, you know, he's going to be a better shooter anytime soon. It, it's it's deceiving, all the off-season workout yeah. videos we see on yeah. YouTube where he's training. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to see him play in the season to know if, if he, you know, has the talent level to become a better shooter. Honestly, I think the Sixers, I don't know, like, let him play in the G League for a little bit. Like, get him get him some play time, see, see his value. He doesn't even want to be part of the Sixers anymore. And, I mean, you know, I, be broke I think soon. the offseason, like- Joel Embiid and Harris, you know, like, like talked to him. And I, I just really don't think that he wanted to be a part of the Sixers organization anymore. Yeah, well, I, I don't think jo- Joel doesn't like Ben. I think that's pretty no. clear now. Yeah. Uh, Harris, I don't think anyone likes Ben in that yeah, team. N- yeah, no one likes Ben. Because what he does to a locker room, or at least what we've seen on the outside, I don't want to judge yet. Yeah, yeah. we're not physically in the locker room, but what we know. Yeah, we got, we got to keep that in mind. So we don't we don't really know what's going on until like everything comes out. Yeah, it's be interesting to see what happens with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Future. All right, now heading into our NFL segment of the podcast. Yeah. We start off with fantasy football recap of the year. Mm-hmm. First thing is MVP. Who does everyone have as their MVP? Jonathan Taylor, easily. I also had Jonathan Taylor. I have Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Oh, yes, Cooper Cup, big one. Cooper yeah, Cup Cooper Cup has been a great wide receiver. Still this year. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Taylor has just really proven that he's could be number one pick next year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, like you said, one of the best picks. Also going into our best picks of the year in fantasy football, I said Jonathan Taylor – you know, he's had over um, 1,500 yards in 15 games this season. Just yeah. been unbelievable for that Colts team. I mean, he's got a great O-line helping him, but, I mean, just so much, you know, improvement there from last season to this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both Cup and Taylor, both best picks. Also, I have to add in Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon, obviously coming off the injuries last year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people downplayed the, him and also North the, ba- the Bengals in general, they've been amazing. Long, yeah, I mean, they made an amazing Burrow. comeback. Yeah, big comeback from that rebuild. And they play the Chiefs tomorrow, so interesting game. So yeah, we'll seems talk like, about that later in the segment. Seems like rebuilds are getting shorter and shorter, looking at all sports, honestly. Yeah, they really are. Like like know. the Cavaliers, the Thunder. The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, the Cavaliers, the Thunder might be getting out of their rebuild soon. Um, Orlando. The Patriots. Orlando. Patriots got out of it fast. See the Patriots. I, I don't even. I don't that's, even know if it was a rebuild. That was, that was a retool. That was a all retool. they needed really yeah. was a good quarterback, and, and that's I mean, what they have. I honestly still think that they'll need wide receiver help in the offseason to get mm-hmm. a true number one wide receiver for Mac Jones, yeah. which will help his development big time. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, what they really needed was a quarterback, and they got it in Mac Jones. Definitely. Yeah. One of the biggest draft steals this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also, I have to end Fournette. Just yeah, playoff money. This year. Got hurt, though. <laughs> Sucks. Okay, now I have the fantasy worst picks. Worst picks. The obvious one is Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey's the worst pick every year. I say another horrible pick, um, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Is yeah. always, he's I mean, always a horrible pick, I'd say. Injury maybe. prone is is the word to use for both of them. I mean, and inconsistent. Christian, Christian McCaffrey this year, he's played seven games, 442 yards, just not enough production for that team, for mm-hmm. that Panthers. Who, if you're talking about rebuilds, they're – I I still think they're in a rebuild. I mean, they're I mean they haven't really found their quarterback yet. They thought they found it in Sam Darnold, but and then he just, just really w- hasn't performed. And yeah, they, they brought in Cam Newton, who really I mean you know he hasn't really done much yet. So and um, best waiver wire pickups, I'd say if you could consider defense special teams as a pickup or as a, wa- a waiver wire pickup, Patriots defense and Bills defense because during midseason. Um, both those both those defense unpicked up in most leagues, mm-hmm. and you pick them up last couple of weeks of the season. All those Bills being number one secondary, Patriots being right behind at number two, and be both being all around top five defenses. I think if you picked either of those defenses in your league, you know that like your your defense issues solved already right there. Yeah. My also, number one waiver pickup was Cordell Patterson, who I traded away for Calvin to me. Ridley. Thank you. Yeah. To you for Calvin Ridley. Very nice trade. <laughs> And I still lost. I still lost to you in the playoffs. Yeah, and Kevin Ridley decided to not play. But Cordell Patterson, just an amazing story. What for being a special team specialist. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you got to give credit to the Falcons. I mean, they have used him so well. Perfectly. Um, Yeah. Pass the game and the catching game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also got to add Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has been made a really big improvement since last year. And also Hunter Renfro from the Raiders because of Henry Ruggs and his incident. Yeah, and also another one uh, to mention, Antonio Gibson, running back for the football yes. team. He mm-hmm. has been, you know, one of my <laughs> waiver wire pickups, yeah. and uh, he has been very good, you know, 891 yards. I, games. I have a question. Did they That's help you in the consolation bracket? Did they help you in the consolation bracket <laughs> at all? <laughs> Did not help me in the consolation bracket. And getting into consolation bracket, let's go overall to the overall review of our fantasy league. I guess we can say who we had on our team. Finish off the fantasy year. Oh, let me look on my phone. I'll go yeah. first. Right. So, quarterback guy Justin yeah. Herbert, running backs mm. Joe Mixon, Eckler, Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones, Chase Edmonds, and that's it for running backs. Wide receivers Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Devontae Smith, Demarius Thomas, and Amari St. Brown. Tonight, I have Dawson Knox and Pitts, and my defense, the Bears. And my kicker, the Tampa Bay. Yeah, another guy that did help me throughout this year was um, Jeff Wilson, running back for 49ers, was mm-hmm. a really good pickup, um, did really well in fantasy towards the end of the season, you know, had a 19-point game, then 14, so yeah, he was also a really good pickup. So um, my team, let's go into my team, I guess. I have Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Cordell Patterson, Kareem Hunt, Christian Kirk, I have Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Mason Crosby, the Chiefs defense, Lamar Jackson, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Chris Godwin, Darnell Mooney, Gerald Everett, and the Patriots defense. 
And I'm also going to go into Reggie's team because we're seeing the championship. His team is the best by far. Yes. He has Kyle Murray, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, CeeDee Lamb. Now he has a tight ends. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and Travis Kelsey. He has Nick Chubb. I don't even know. His team's just amazing. I don't know. How I don't know. How'd he farm all those tight ends? How'd he, how I don't do, know. do that? I gave him I gave him Kelsey for Eckler and Yeah, remember, remember when you when you ate that bagel one night and then you traded Kelsey for <laughs> for like Clyde oh. Edwards Hilaire or something? You know, or Chris Carson? Chris, Chris Carson. Carson. Yeah. Chris Carson, another I mean, disappointment this year, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we should have had him. And he I mean in years past has always been a very good fantasy uh running back. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I traded him. Traps Kelsey. That got All we know is that Nick doesn't eat bagels anymore. No, I stopped eating multigrain bagels after that trip. Yeah, <laughs> multigrain. I don't know what we're, what they were doing to you. I guess we can also go over our worst trade we did in fantasy. A worst trade? Let me look. I probably had a lot of those. I know yes. mine on the top of my head. I traded um Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. I mean, traded Cordell Patterson for Calvin Ridley. That was amazing trade. I think the worst trade for me and Jake is the same one. It wasn't yeah. necessarily it wasn't a bad one, but it was just stupid. It didn't make sense for both of us. Like it was kind of meh. We we did a blockbuster. I traded away Patrick Mahomes and DK Metcalf. And Chris Carson and, and Chris Car and the Tampa, no, 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 and the Bucks and defense. The defense yeah. And then you gave me back Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, the Patriots defense, and Damian Harris. So, yeah, I mean, both Pat Mahomes and Jackson didn't have their best years in fantasy as well as, I mean, yeah. Stephon Diggs. I, Stephon he, Diggs, kind of disappointed. I'd call inconsistent. I mean, same with DK, same with DK. Same with DK. So the only, big, the only big ones that came out of it were Damian Harris, the Patriots defense, and the Bucks defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say, yeah, the Bucks defense was great this year. Mm-hmm. I also gave you Kareem Hunt for Calvin Ridley. Just oh, yeah, you gave me Kareem Hunt. Add that in. Oh yeah, he he was questionable for the last couple of weeks. I think, I he think has... Reggie's worst trade was definitely the one where he got Kelsey, mm-hmm. only because just Kelsey. I mean, Eckler went off for me. The week after trading, him got forty points. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at. I don't even remember this trade, but it looks like I did this trade. I actually wait. I re- received. Austin Hooper. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I traded away Austin Hooper and Joe Mixon for Naheem Hines. Interesting. <laughs> I, I really, I don't know where that trade came from. I, I don't even remember that trade. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Or commissioner. Yeah, maybe our commissioner. Joe uh, Mixon's on my team. Well, I got the commissioner. Let's see. Yeah, let's see if there's any other trades I did. Um. Oh, yeah, the... Patterson Hunt trade. That, that was a pretty good trade for me. Um, can't find the other bad ones. There, I think our league was mostly free agency. Yeah, yeah a lot free of free agency. agent pickups. Uh, yeah, another one I don't think I mentioned for waiver wire pickups was Pat Fryermuth, tight end for mm. Pittsburgh. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. One of my bets, best pickups this year by far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I think he has a really bright future. Or, uh, Pittsburgh. Also, Chase Edmonds was a very nice waiver wire pickup for me until he got yeah. hurt. Yeah. Who else? Who do I pick up? Uh, let's see. Yeah, but a lot of good waiver wire pickups this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Travis Kelsey for Chris Carson. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so Travis I'm, Kelsey I'm for Chris. trades this year in uh, in our league. Mm-hmm. Okay, want to go into the draft class review? Oh yeah, let's go into that. I did not. I'm not really like did not do a lot for that. I showed there's not any like franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, that. Yeah, I really don't think there's any franchise quarterbacks. I think, and I think there are very limited quarterback needy teams this year. Unlike, you know, but like when people say that, when people say that, I think it's the same narrative every year. It's either two things. It's either you say it's the worst quarterback we quarterback class we've seen in the past twenty years, but I or, mean, or it's the best quarterback class we've seen ever. But and then every single year they'll say that. But I mean, in all fairness, I mean, usually we say that, and we say there's not that many quarterback needy teams. And then, and yeah. we see teams that don't need quarterbacks coming to draft quarterbacks. Like, um, I believe it was a couple years ago, the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Yeah, so that, that was nowhere. interesting. And Aaron Rodgers was having one of his best seasons. Yeah. Um, and even last year, the 49ers of Trey Lance, not saying that they did not need I mean, that was more expected. Uh, I mean, they expected them to pick up Mac Jones, but. And, and teams that you, and teams they that like need quarterbacks. I think Mac Jones is a steal going back to that. Fifteenth overall pick. Mac Jones should have went honestly, the Jets should have taken Mac Jones instead of Zach Wilson. They should have Justin Fields, in my opinion. Yeah, Justin Fields, poor dude. It's getting killed over Looking there in this Chicago. Draft, though, they have at I mean that's a at number one. When you talk about the Justin yeah. Fields, I mean that's a that's a that was a good trade for the Giants yeah. getting down. Yeah, um, the Giants Pop. Yeah, picks five and whatever this year, five and eight have right now, something whatever. Yeah, so now going back Correct, to the team is the football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going back to this year's uh, the twenty twenty two draft, um, you know, there's teams like we're looking at possibly pro- probably Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Washington looking for quarterbacks this year. Yeah, if I had that, but. Are they yeah. going to find the guy they need? See, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, you saw Washington has needed a quarterback for years. I mean, drafting Dwayne Haskins um, a bunch of years ago, that didn't work out. I mean, somehow um, they're get, they've been getting along. Like, they almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs last year with Taylor Heineke. But, I mean, listen, I, I Taylor Heineke is not the future. I mean, no. I think he is not the future. And, and I mean, they've looked at possibly, you know, I think possibly Kenny Pickett if they drafted a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Some Matt um, Corral talks. I think I've I've heard Matt Corral. He's like Zach Wilson, like he's raw raw talent, raw potential, and he's kind of you gotta you gotta like tailor him the right way, otherwise he'll be a bust. That's what I've and heard. And Malik Willis, also another quarterback, possibly to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We still don't really know how this draft's gonna go since the order's not fine. Yeah, I mean the only thing that we really do know is Kayvon Thibodeau going either first or second overall, most likely. And Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. And Aiden Hutchinson. And Aiden Hutchinson. Oh. So it's gonna be, you know, between those two edge rushers, either one or two. I think see I, I think personally if Jacksonville has the first overall pick, they'll go with Hutchinson. If the mm-hmm. Lions do, I think they'll go with uh, Thibodeau. So I think those two teams will end up with their edge rushers. Yeah. To start the first round. Um, uh, unre- unrelated, but um, the Warriors just beat the Jazz with an Andre Iguodala dagger three. If y'all haven't seen that yet, I, I want to take that. a look. Very interesting. 
And I did not see that. Very interesting. Porter Jr. had 20 points. Yeah. Very odd. Otto Porter Jr. After, oh, oh, yeah, Otto, Otto Porter Jr. I, th- I thought you were saying Kevin Porter Jr. I was going to say. <laughs> no, Kevin Porter Jr. is in the locker room right now. Yeah. Throwing, yeah. like, a tablet or something. Yeah. And going back to the draft for NFL, we are going to see this year, most likely the Giants and the Jets have combined four first-round picks in the in the top ten. That's kind of sad. Rumors about the Giants trading up. But I mean, Possibly. when you th- I, that there has been rumors. But um, Adil, also when you look back at the trades that they made to get that extra first-round pick, it wasn't Jamal much. Adam, it was the Jamal Adams trade and the trade mm-hmm. back from from the um, Giants pick last year that they yeah. traded to the Bears. So to those both, honestly, right now, the, I think New York teams have won those trades. Definitely. Um, so I think you know they're gonna. I think I think the Giants trade especially. Yeah, because I mean, who did that, who did the the um, the Bears draft with the with Fields? No, I'm Fields. wait. Fields, yes, with the uh, I believe the they did draft Fields. Oh yeah. Like... Wait, no, didn't the didn't the Bears have didn't the Bears have two first round picks last year? No, the Bears had one first-round pick, and they drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and, oh, okay, the Giants, okay. and then the Giants drafted Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Who's been pretty okay, I see. Some flash, a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah, and when you look at, I mean, the Jets are probably looking at defense for the fir- for one of their first-round picks this Possibly year. Off, it's a lineman. Same with the Giants, Poss- to be honest. Giants, I mean... See, I feel with the Giants, I feel like they shouldn't go two offensive linemen. I, I mean, listen, Gettleman, there's not much good to talk about in his tenure. Obviously, we talked about the trade that won last year, maybe the one good trade that he did, um, you know, with the Giants. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, obviously a new GM will come in with the Giants before the draft, so you never know what the strategy will be. Could they trade those picks away for, you know, a guy like Russell Wilson maybe? You know, Definitely looking at, at them getting a better, I don't think they would go quarterback in the first round. I just don't see it. I think they're going to look for either either a guy like Russell Wilson or a bridge quarterback because I just don't think they want to draft a quarterback if they want to get rid of Daniel Jones. I think I, I don't think Russell Wilson would go to the Seahawks because I, I don't think um, the Seahawks organization has enough respect to not waste his career. I think if yeah. he if he gets traded, he goes somewhere that has immediate chance of winning. Unfortunately, I do not think the Giants have immediate chance of winning. They have a lot no, of young, no, they, have a, they have a, a lot of young talent, but I don't think they're they're anywhere close to the playoffs. And also, do the Giants really need to offensive linemen? Because Andrew Thomas this year, yeah, he's been starts. really underrated. Um, but obviously, they'll probably need a guard and they'll yeah they'll probably also need a tackle Nate Solder will probably be gone because of that contract they'll probably um we do need a boost defense so it's gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. yeah very interesting uh draft class this year yeah we'll go more in depth in a different episode of like yeah who the top prospects are but yeah closer to the draft yeah. gotta do a little bit more research on that, that. definitely yeah, not we'll... the best yeah. now they have Malik Willis above the other two quarterbacks yeah yeah. Also, a wide receiver, obviously, um, wide receiver, big wide receiver group this year. But a guy possibly to go in the first round, Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been really good for Ohio State. Um, you know, I saw it possibly to Cleveland. I mean, they just got rid of OBJ. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably looking for a wide receiver in the draft, whether it's him or another wide receiver like Chris Olave or Jameson Williams. Yeah. Even the Giants need a wide receiver. I mean, Sterling <laughs> Shepard's on a very uncertain future. Yeah, Darius Slayton Galladay. having an awful season. Pass. Then Galladay, I feel like we should maybe trade him. Looking at that, but I feel like it's too soon for the uh, yeah. Galladay to be traded. He's definitely a left down, a letdown though. Yeah, so far this year, yeah. And uh, speaking of speaking of wide receiver needing te- needy teams, the Patriots. I don't think they they have a huge need because they've done amazing with what they have right now. Their run game, the the wide receivers, all they what what they have right now. Those are amazing wide receiver twos. But a wide receiver one, a guy like John Mechie in the second round out of Alabama. You know, Bill Belichick always has a thing with Alabama picks late in yeah, the late rounds. And also yeah. the Mac Jones connection, John Mechie and Mac Jones. And you got Damian Harris there too. You got a lot of Alabama players and Nick Saban yeah. and Bill Belichick. So I, I think it's just like a perfect match right there. And yeah, yeah, very interesting. Baylor just won the Sugar Bowl NOLA. Did they? So, yeah, I don't know no clue wow. that is, but congrats yeah. to the Bears. You should have watched, watched the Rose Bowl. It had a really good ending. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another wide receiver to look out for in that first round, uh, Drake London out of USC. Mm-hmm. Did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, I mean the, I mean you know. And Chris Olave's like first round, right? Yeah, Chris Olave is probably first round. Just Justin Ross out of Clemson. He's supposed to go, he's supposed to be number eighty eight in the class, but I I wanted him last year if he declared. He, he dropped. He dropped a lot in uh, draft value. Um, yeah. He was supposed to be like first round at the beginning, and now he's dropped to uh, later rounds. Now, as I look at this, I feel like a lot of these guys are players I, I saw last year that didn't declare, or that they were going to declare, but they waited a year. Definitely a lot of predator names. Did mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting draft. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Now, that takes us into our weekly hot take. Weekly hot take for the NFL. Mine is the Chiefs will lose by 14 tomorrow against the Bengals. Like I said last episode, the Bengals are red hot. Mm-hmm. So much talent on that offense. And throws off a very amazing game. So, I think it's going to be a very nice game tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Definitely very hot, hot take. Yeah. So. My hot take was that Justin Herbert will finish top three in MVP voting. I obviously, yeah, obviously, I mean, he's been great for the Chargers this year, you know, second in yards, uh, passing yards with um, 4,394 passing yards. But I mean, obviously, I think one big thing that's helped him this season is that the Chargers bringing in Brandon Staley as their head coach. Yeah, has been huge for them. And obviously, you know, obviously he's got a great wide receiver room with uh, Allen and Williams. Mm-hmm. And it's in the defense, too. It's like my MVP, like Dark Horse MVP the whole entire year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good I wouldn't I go to say he's MVP. I wouldn't go to I say. I really think that depends on the success of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's a really hard division, so. Yeah, and they don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. supposedly. So. So um, going to my hot take, I was going to say that the Dolphins make things interesting with the Colts. What do you mean by that? Like win or loss? Like, I'm, I'm not saying that the Dolphins will win, but I'm saying like people, people are saying, people are putting it like, oh, Titans are going to run over them. 
but I think the Dolphins make it interesting because what are they on seven game win streak? They have an extremely underrated defense. Tua, while not not while not like great, he's been he's been above average. He's done what he's has had to do. Jalen Waddle's been really good. Just like very underrated team right there in Miami. Oh, yeah. Jalen Waddle definitely a uh, dark horse rookie of the year. So, I mean, you know, the Dolphins always love ruining things for the Patriots in Week 16, Week 17. So you might see some interesting stuff these past these couple two weeks. Yeah, with the Week 17 matchup, which could potentially shift things in the playoffs, the Patriots. Yeah, but one thing about the Dolphins is the inconsistency in the wide receiver core of injuries, mm-hmm. and also the quarterback room with um, Tua and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. yeah, when two was hurt or not playing, Jacoby is like, I don't know. Even mm-hmm. the running back room, Philip Lindsay and Miles Gaskin, not the best. Yeah, not, yeah. Maybe, I mean, there's a possibility, not in the first round, but maybe in the later rounds of the draft to look for a running back, possibly. It'd be very wise. Yeah. That's the hot takes, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. And the last segment is who's stopping the Chiefs? I got everybody. Everybody could stop. Actually, I wouldn't say everybody, but let me look in the standings right now. I have a very interesting answer. I say the Chiefs. The Chiefs stop the Chiefs. I think they're going to get injured. Mm-hmm. Like, all it takes is I don't think the Chiefs are as good as people think they are. Uh, I think they'll be shown tomorrow against the mm-hmm. Bengals. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals are coming off a really good game against the Ravens last week. Uh, 41-21, they won. But I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to make it competitive against the Chiefs tomorrow. But I, I do think that the Chiefs could make a big run. I, I think they, I think they are for real. And the, there's so much uh, talent, the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. much. And obviously, they, I mean, they know how to win. Obviously, they've been in the Super Bowl multiple times with Pat Mahomes in the last couple of years. So, yeah, definitely a possibility there going into the playoffs. Like tomorrow really shows what's going on. I, I said the people that could stop the Chiefs, I think the Bills could stop the Chiefs. Um, the Bengals could stop the Chiefs. I think the Patriots could stop the Chiefs. Titans could stop. The Colts could. The Col- the Colts um run game could definitely stop the Chiefs. And even in the, the Super Bowl, the Rams could stop the Chiefs. Yeah. And the Bucks obvi- the Bucks are going to stop the Chiefs. I'm uh, that's a, that's a thing that's gonna happen if they make well, the they Super Bowl. Well, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks would have to meet them in the Super Bowl to. Uh, well, the, well, the. I mean, it's it's one. It's Tom Brady, versus yeah. what Aaron Rodgers, who can't make it out of the NFC Championship at home. Ver- yeah, but I mean, if Matt if Stafford, that, if, if the Bucks were to be the one to stop Pat Mahomes, I mean, that'd be what would that would be three Super Bowls in a row for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. that's. I per- I think it's going to be someone in the AFC, obviously, but I think it's going to be. People that are saying Chiefs going to the AFC Championship, I really do think they could they could like lose first game in the playoffs. Yeah. I think it's going to be because they're maybe they they're used to last year, you know, all the big teams, the top heavy teams. But I think everybody in the AFC this year is good. The Patriots are good. The Bills are good. The Dolphins, if they make it, they're good. Titans good. The Colts good. It's Bengals so into the closing week, two weeks. Yeah, and weeks. and having the bye week too. They they're not going to be ready for what's coming. No. So it's like so many teams that deserve to make the playoffs don't make it. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the AFC is stacked this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, Baker Mayfield has trouble this year, so I don't know if the Browns would. Would you hug them back? 
Yeah. So, yeah. A talented defense there. That's basically it for. Yep. That's about it. Episode. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the United States of Sports Podcast. Go follow our Twitter. It's called the USOS Podcast. Ask us any questions. You could DM us. And yes, we are. We'll answer any questions you have in the DMs. We'll add them to the segments. And everyone, whenever you listen to this, have a wonderful day. And thank you.